Welcome to the Business, Wealth and Mindset Podcast. Your space for real motivational interviews and cutting-edge business content to inspire your positive mental attitude. And now, your host, Alex Sopala. Hello, hello everyone. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in into the uh, Wealth um, Business and Mindset podcast. Today, uh, I'm honored to have uh, John Foster on the podcast. Um, John is a he's a chartered quality professional. He's a lead auditor, a lean manufacturing professional, and a SCE practitioner. So he's a the systems guy, and he's a Six Sigma um, Green Belt. Uh, trend as well. So a lot of experience. John has uh, uh, worked with a number of companies, basically uh, working with them uh, around systems to save them time, energy, and, and money. So creating procedures, systems, and process. So he's here today to give us the lowdown on systems and uh, share some of his experiences and how he can uh, help our businesses and uh, a lot of us listeners in, 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 in doing so. So uh, I will um, initially pass it on to John to uh, sort of uh, give us a bit of a background about himself, how uh, he got on to uh, what he does now around helping uh, businesses uh, in systems, what he was doing before, what he's doing now, how he got into systems, and what the future holds. And then uh, as we go through, if there's any questions, we can now uh, pass them on to John and uh, uh, within that, we'll also get to get into the technical detail of some of the stuff that he does. So, John, uh, thanks for coming onto the podcast to give us, uh, uh, you know, your knowledge and share it with uh, uh, our viewers and listeners here. So, if we can begin uh, uh, with that, give us an intro about yourself and uh, you know before what you do now, and uh, take us through that. Yeah, over to you. Thank you, Thank Alex. You, Alex. Thank, Thank you for inviting me, me on the show. Um, <laughs> bear with me because obviously I'm not a professional speaker or anything like that, and I, this is the first live I've ever done. So, <laughs> right. Um, I've worked for quite a number of years in in quality, uh, mainly based in aerospace. Yes. Yeah. Um, I started off as a, a quality engineer and worked my way up until I became a, a senior quality manager. Yeah. So in that journey, I became a, a chartered quality professional and a member of the Chartered Quality Institute. Mm -hmm. So as you said, I'm also a lead auditor, which means I can go uh, and do an internal audit within a factory or business but I can also do external, so which means I can go into a supplier and audit them from a customer point of view, so I can do a customer audit on them. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I also became a lean manufacturer uh, practitioner, which is uh, basically about putting or, or removing waste and that from, from your systems. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, okay. And uh, Six Sigma, as you say, Greenbelt, which again, we'll talk about a little bit later because that's quite involved. Yeah. But prior to becoming a, um, a quality or getting into quality, I was uh, an engineer. I did my apprenticeship, and it's probably the best apprenticeship in, in the country, with Rolls-Royce Aero Engines. Yeah. And I worked in their mechanical laboratories for quite a number of years uh, as a research and development engineer. And it was um, Marconi that uh, asked if I could come and help them with their quality department because uh, what they were after was my problem-solving skills. Yeah. And it was that point where I was just sort of like mm, a little bit reluctant because as a department, you always looked at quality as being a bit of the enemy because they try and stop you doing what you, what you really want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so you try and avoid them and get stuff past them. But yeah. That was a case of my ignorance at the time. So, you know, and I said to him at Marconi, I said, well, why would you want me? Because I've got a mechanical engineering background and this is electronics. And they said, well, for that reason. 
So because you wouldn't be interested in the electronics and how it works and what it can do and how you can apply it to, you know, to stuff that you may be doing at home. So you'd be more focused on the job. And when I started working with the quality department and doing some projects, I just realized it was problem solving. And mm. as problem solving is, is my thing, then yeah. really I took to it like a, a duck to water. So basically I became <laughs> a poacher turned gamekeeper and it became a, a change of career. Yeah. At that point. Ah, <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, I guess uh, to begin with, uh, uh, just uh, uh, touching upon some of your experience around the uh, uh, quality and the this Lean uh, Six Sigma tools and mm -hmm. the techniques around that. So if we uh, sort of start getting into that technical detail, can you just give us uh, a bit more about yeah. what? Uh, um, uh, okay. As, as a bit of an overview, yeah. because there, there is lots of tools within both um, Lean and within Six Sigma, and we would end up spending weeks doing this if, if we would go through each individual tool and yeah. you would need to, to see it and experience it. You just can't sort of like just talk about it and expect to pick it up. Yeah. So as a bit of an overview then, basically we use Lean to improve our workflow and to remove waste. So there's essentially seven wastes in a business that we look at. Mm -hmm. And this is transport, inventory, motion, waiting, overproducing, overprocessing, and defects. And we remember this by uh, an acronym we call Tim Wood. So by remembering the name Tim Wood, you remember those sort of parts to it. Yeah. So let's see if I can explain it a little bit more if we put it in the concept of an office for instance so with transport which is the first one first waste if we look at it in, a, in an office point of view that could be the transport of materials or documents and you may be putting them into a temporary area or folder and then having to move them again that's all yeah. transport yeah so that's the things we need to try and eliminate then we have things like inventory so inventory could be um long to-do list it could be um long full inboxes so those are the things again that that's excessive, excessive inventory that you need to sort of like start clearing out mm -hmm. then we've got things like uh, motion which would be like walking to and from uh photocopier printer that type of thing so you you all that walking and everything that's all the motion that we're trying to avoid or reduce <clears throat> So then we come into waiting, and it could be that you're waiting for people, you're waiting for a document, um, you're waiting to use a, a copier, that type of thing. That's a waste because while you're waiting, you're not being productive. Yeah. Uh, Overproducing could be in an office setting like excessive e CCing on emails. Now, this is something that goes on a lot in business, you know, in uh, certainly in in a lot of them I've come across where everybody seems to get cc'd on this email just so everybody says oh look what I've done or you know or try and get you to do something and put everybody on it to try and put pressure on you uh, and again that's excessive over uh, overproduction <clears throat> and over processing can be things like um, checking people's work having to have multiple signatures for a document to go uh, or excessive reviews of a document. Yeah. So again, that's just wasting a lot of the time and effort. And defects is obviously things like spelling or grammar in a document. And, uh, and of course, that means that you're having to put, correct that. So that's Tim would apply to, say, an office environment. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. <clears throat> so of course, what we try and do then with, with the lean tools and things is try and reduce those waste so then we get workflow that allows then the job to get through all the business or complete system far quicker with less defects. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, you're working uh, much more efficient, which is going to save you time and money. So that, that's basically lean. Now, Six Sigma is is a whole different ballgame because now that looks at... Um, 
data and how we use that data to help a business. So Six Sigma it uses the industry standard of measuring in parts per million. So you can apply it to, say, for instance, reducing a tolerance on, on things that you, yeah. you're producing, or more often than not, measuring the amount of defects. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if we looked at, say, for instance, um, a two sigma, two sigma in parts per million is uh, 308. 1,500 parts. So in other words, for every million parts that you produce, yeah. 308,500 will be defects. So uh, that's an awful lot of defects. That's a lot of defects. <laughs> that's a lot of defects, yeah. So yeah. again, we apply the tools then to tighten that up. Mm -hmm. And if we were go to, say, for instance, manage to get world-class and become Six Sigma, mm -hmm. then that amount of defects would be reduced down to uh, 3.4 parts. So in other words, for every million parts produced, there'd only be 3.4 parts that are defect. Wow, that's quite a, a, big, a huge difference. Yeah. And again, if we look at this in slightly another way, like people say, oh, 99%, that's brilliant. Yeah. But really, in Six Sigma terms, that's only 3.8%. So it's only a 3.8 sigma. Yeah. It's, okay. yeah. So a six sigma would be 99.9966%. Mm. <laughs> so, so what we're saying is 99% isn't good enough. You have to go higher. Yeah, to reduce it. So to put it in slightly different context on that one, if we had, say, um, a point eight sigma, which is about halfway. Yeah. So that would equate to say 204,000 wrong drug prescriptions per year issued. Wow. wow. Whereas if we change that to a six sigma, that would only mean 68 wrong prescriptions per year that's used. Yeah. So you can see how, you know, you bring it in and tighten everything up. Wow. So, that's how we use sort of like use Six Sigma. So yeah. depending with what business I'm working with, mm -hmm. I may just use Lean. I may use just Six Sigma or a combination of the two, it's you it. know, to try and get them, you know, to where we need them to be. To be okay. And of course, that needs commitment as well. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's a process of you analyzing the business, finding out which areas you can sort of improve. Yes. And after you do that, there's processes to get you to the the uh, level of sigmas up to the level six, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So what we're looking at is basically we we review the the business and see where we are with it, mm -hmm. and then slowly introduce some of the tools. Yeah. Because if I bombard you with a whole load of them, you you yeah. get swamped. It'd be overwhelmed. Yeah. So what we do is is pick out the ones that would make the biggest impact on your business. Yeah. And then we start to use those. Hmm. And you get used to using those. And once you start to get used to those, then we may introduce a, another couple of tools. Yeah. So it's a slowly dripping into it because that's also a change of culture then that yeah. you're doing within your business. Because yeah. if I said to you now, okay, we're going to do a complete continuous improvement in your business, it'd be overwhelmed. People yeah. will go, oh, no, I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. I don't, you know, and there's going to be resentment and reluctance to do it. Whereas if we drip feed some of these things in, then they'll start to get used to it and think, oh, yeah, this works. Yeah. And then yeah. they'll be a little bit more open then to having a few more of the tools and techniques being used. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's sort of uh, just brings me to one, one of uh, the quotes, this Charles Darwin, like uh, it's not the strongest or the most intelligent, you know, no. but those who can best manage change, you know. So That's right. Within that realm of changing things within uh, an organization. But uh, I just want to pick up on uh, one of uh, um, your, your your posts as well when I, when I was looking at uh, what you guys do. And that's the importance of communication when you're, you're managing teams, and uh, especially right now when people are actually working from home. And uh, you specifically mentioned about uh, how uh, the language that people uh, can tend to use around. Yeah. 
can be quite key. So for instance, instead of saying to someone, you know, have you finished the task? You can say, you know, can someone give you a hand with something like that? Uh, yep. or, uh, other other ways like just give us a bit more about communication and the key yeah. yeah um okay if we look at communication as a whole to start with yeah uh, what tends to happen a lot in business is that individuals know they're part of 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 the job yeah. but the team as a whole don't so mm. if we were to put this in um analogy of for instance of a football team Say, for instance, you're a football manager yeah. and you call each individual player in and you say to him, right, this is where I want you to play. Mm -hmm. This is the tactics that you are going to employ. And you do yeah. that with every single team member individually. Yeah. And then you send them out on the pitch. What's going to happen is they're going to get thrashed yes. because they don't know what each other are doing or supposed yeah. to be doing. Whereas if you got them together and you said to them, right, this is the tactics for the team. You're playing here. You're doing that. You're going to feed balls up to him. You're going to be the whole team then knows exactly what's expected of them. Yeah. And they can see which part each individual plays in, in, in the, the team and yeah. as a system. So if you put that into business, you have the same analogy in business. There's lots of times in, you know, where individuals don't know what others are doing. Or how yeah. it fits in. Whereas if you brought them all together and said, right, this is where we need to go. This is our goals. And this is how I want each of you to sort of like come together to help us achieve that goal. Mm. That gives you a better under or gives the team a better understanding of, yeah. of where things are going. Mm. Um, I've seen it, for instance, in manufacturing where somebody's made a part and they've said, well, yeah, I've made it, but I don't know where it goes or where it fits or how it fits. Mm. And then what they've done is gone to the customer and said, look, we make these parts. Where do they fit? And so they brought them on site and said, look, here's where they fit. This is how it works. This is all. And because they've got that interest and understand how important that part is, it just mm. gives them an incentive to do better because they can yeah. understand as a system where things are and how it works. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. <clears throat> as you're saying, how you talk to people is also extremely important because as you were saying you know from my post about um telling people you know that do you say to them where are you with that project or do you need help with that project and it's the difference of how you you, you speak to them because when you tell them how you're doing with that project it sounds and comes across like you're micromanaging yeah and then you're not going to get the truth because people will say, yeah, yeah, I'm switching down, hoping that they can catch up. Yeah. So you get a little bit of a fobbed off mm. and they're going to resent you because it does sound like you're, you're micromanaging. Mm. Whereas if you're saying to them, do you need any help with that project? Straight away, they'll be more open because, first of all, you've offered help if they need it, which they're yeah. grateful for. Yeah. They'll tell you exactly where they are on the project because they know you're not micromanaging, so they're more open. So they'll tell you, you know, where they are on it and how they're doing. They'll tell you yeah. if they're struggling and which areas you might be able to help or give them a fresh pair of eyes, you know, and look at it and, you know, get them to look at it in a different way. Yeah. And you'll, you'll find then that with those projects, you'll know more about it because of that open communication. Yeah. Because you've got that open communication, you can understand exactly how that project's going and whether you're going to be on time with it or whether they do need a little bit of help to bring it along. Yeah. So it's important how you communicate that. <clears throat> wow, that's, uh, that's quite uh, that's quite uh, quite good, quite important. Now, um, um, I just wanted to, to catch up on again from uh, one, one of your points, this key issue around... Uh, Analysis paralysis. Yes. So we're going to uh, give us a bit more detail, but I just wanted to read out this uh, uh, the story of the fox and the yes. cat. With <laughs> a brilliant way to to put this uh, into context, actually. So according to the story, the fox was uh, boasting to a cat uh, of its uh, clever devices for escaping its enemies. So. He said, um, I have a whole bag of tricks, he said, which contains a hundred ways of uh, escaping my enemies. 
I have only one, said the cat, but I can generally manage with that, with that. Just at that moment, they heard the cry of a pack of hounds coming towards them, and the cat immediately scampered up a tree and hid herself in the barrels, yeah? This is my plan, said the cat. What are you going to do? Yes, this is the cat saying to the fox. The fox thought first of one way, then of another, and while he was debating, the hound came nearer and nearer, and at last the fox, in his confusion, was caught up by the hounds and soon killed by the huntsmen. So Miss Puss, who was looking, uh, who had been looking on, said, better one safe way than a hundred on which you cannot reckon. So <laughs> essentially, you know, the fox had all these a hundred different ways of doing something, by the time we came to actually using them, it was a scramble. Which one do I use? Which one do I use? Yes. And then we get into this analysis paralysis. So uh, just uh, um, uh, take us uh, uh, into a bit more detail. Yeah. So that seems that the business is concerned. <laughs> yeah, Th this is something that can easily happen because um, you, you're looking for more data, more information, and yeah, again, businesses are terrible at this. You know, before yeah. they make a move and before they decide what they're going to do, they're going to be, they want more information. And then once they get that information, they want a bit more information and then a bit more. And yeah. it wastes an awful lot of people's time because all you're doing is gathering, gathering information. And at yeah. the end of the day, are you going to be doing anything with it? Yeah. You know, because you, you, can, you can get so much information that it becomes overwhelmed. And yeah. some of it may be sort of like um, conflicting at times. Uh, and then it's like, oh, which one's right, which one's wrong? You don't know. Mm. You know because you've overwhelmed yourself with a lot uh, uh, of information where if you to take a step back and say, okay, this is my strategy, this is my goal, does it align with that? Does it align with my goals? If it mm -hmm. doesn't, then you don't need it. If you it does, it. then it's an opportunity to take you forward. You know, the, the other part of looking at this is like, uh, it's also like uh, shiny penny syndrome. Mm. Where people are sort of like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this. And then they see something else turned up. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to do another. And they're just following that shiny penny rather than making a decision and deciding, no, this is what aligns to my goals. This is where I need to be. This is what I need you know take this opportunity and use it mm. so rather than become paralyzed and not do anything it's yeah. a case of make a decision and tweak it as you go along yeah because then that way you are moving in in the right direction mm. you know yeah. it, it's it's understanding how that um one thing can help you and how you can move it and how you can master it before going on to something else and just tweaking it uh, yeah. there's a Another bit of a quote, if you like, from Bruce Lee, who said, you know, don't fear the man who knows 10,000 kicks, but fear the man that knows one kick and practices it 10,000 times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, And it's the same thing. It's yeah. really understanding what you need and does it align with your goal? Your and goal. if it does, then take it on board, use it, tweak it as necessary, yeah. rather than trying to find loads and loads of information and yeah. then, not make a decision and then that opportunity goes past mm. i guess this will probably be familiar to probably a number of property investors for example if you have a, a property deal that comes up you you may get bogged down into doing a lot of due diligence here and there by the time you've decided to actually take the deal it's probably gone you know so yes uh, it's uh, just another uh, classic example as well. So, uh, just uh, picking up on uh, systems, systems. If we, if we, uh, if you take a a typical business, for example, I mean, what what would you say um, would be the most fundamental or basic system that any business, no matter the size, should should actually have to run efficiently and effectively? Right. Um... The, the main thing that you need for any business, regardless, is mm. your documentation. So we'd start off, imagine a pyramid. At the yeah. very top, we're looking at your policies. Mm -hmm. So your two main policies, I would say, are your quality policy, mm -hmm. because that's your a, a statement and intent you know, to, to produce good quality service 
or, or product and uh, with the continuous improvement of it to make sure that you know you're not just sitting on your laurels and you're doing it yeah and the other one would probably be your ethics policy so how you treat people how you treat other businesses the integrity and again it's a statement that you're doing there could be others depending on your business like there could be an environmental policy you yeah. could have communications policy but again it depends on on the type of business that you're doing mm. below that pyramid top then comes your business manual now mm. the business manual is an overview of your company yeah. it'll have things like your organization charts in it it'll be people's responsibilities it'll be how all that business comes together mm. remember this is a top level document yeah it doesn't go into the detail just yet but it gives an overview of what your business is about and how it works so you know you'll have diagrams in there like a flow diagram to like how uh, something comes into the business and how it goes out and how you get paid and all these sorts of things yeah. uh, at the top level. And then below that, you'll have people's responsibilities, you know, for each person in the business um, at a top level. You know, so you're talking at a management level, what their responsibilities are, including mm -hmm. the managing director. So everybody understands what you know is expected of them. Yeah. Um, so you have a little bit of inputs and outputs on, on that. You'll have your, like, your management review in it to sort of like explain what's covered in the management review, how often that management review will happen. So all these sorts of things would be in your business manual. <clears throat> yeah. Below that, then you have your overview procedures. So each process will have a procedure. So you may have one, for instance, for... Uh, in fact, you should have one for document control. So this is like uh, how you put your procedures together, how they're numbered, how they're issued, what issue number. So you've then got a bigger picture then of when, how many documents you've got for each of the processes. Mm. And this controls, you know, the way that you do things. So you'd have a whole series. Each process would have its own document yeah. and you start to see how it starts to come together as a bit of a system then mm. so again it's top level so you start off with a or how i do it is a process map at the, at the front end mm -hmm. so you've got an idea of what it looks like so you, you know at a glance and then below that is all the detail so you're going yeah. to create the detail into that document yeah the next one below that one <clears throat> would be things like your standard operating procedures. So this mm. is where you get the nuts and bolts for a particular process. So it's mm. how to do something. So there'll be maybe diagrams and pictures of it, telling people exactly how to do it. So this standardizes it for everybody then. Mm. And if that person, say, for instance, left the company, that document you can give to somebody else and say, right, follow that. And they should be able to do it, you know, with no problems whatsoever. So mm. it doesn't matter if somebody leaves, goes on holiday, is off sick, you can still run. Yeah. You know, this is, as I keep telling people, it's systems that run the business, not people. And this mm. is what I mean by that. Mm. Below that, then, you would have uh, things like your checklists. Yeah. Because the checklist obviously follows in with the other document. Um, so you'd have... Uh, you know, to make sure that everything's followed correctly, you'd have all your checklists for, for each particular process, you know, if it's needed. Not every process needs a checklist. Yeah. yeah. Below that one, then you'd have your records. Yeah. So these are the ones that the things that you need to keep. So it could be, instance, GDPR documents. It could be agreements that you've got with customers, with JV partners. Mm -hmm. And again, you, you allocate what time frame that you need to hang on to them for yeah you know so again that comes into your documents your procedures further up so like yeah. that would be your record control that says for these documents we need to keep them for x amount of years these are the documents we can maybe shred them after a few weeks yeah so that's basically called a hierarchy of documents hmm. and you can use that then for any business whatsoever mm -hmm. because that's you know um <clears throat> the basics that you would need. 
Now, obviously, you know, things like that is is fundamental. Yeah. And also, so, you so, need. So, sorry. Yeah. So when you, when you look when you look at this, is is there any particular time period that a, a business should should actually have these systems? Because if you have, uh, you know, some people. When, when in, in the concept of starting a business, they deploy this uh, concept of, you know, uh, start now, get perfect later. So do you think that a particular system that business should be looking at a time? <laughs> yes, I, I, I come across this regular. And yeah. I keep telling people, the sooner you get this in, the easier it becomes. Yeah. Because what tends to happen is you think, oh, well, it's systems, it's a back office thing. Uh, I've got time for, to do that later. It's more important to get the deal done. Say, yeah. for instance, go and f it, it, it sounds better to go and find you know, a, a dozen properties rather than sort out your systems. Mm, but at yeah. the end of the day, you're going to get swamped yeah. because you'll get to a point where you don't know what you're doing. You're losing documents. You're losing time. You're losing, you know, money because that that's what's happening. Because you're now having to dedicate the time to to sorting these things out, yeah. so you can't go and get the deals. Yeah. Whereas if yeah. you start to put this at the beginning of your journey is the ideal, mm -hmm. then as you're starting to do things, you can write down and start the processes and it, so you start to understand them and they become yeah. standardized then yeah and then you yeah. tweak it as you need to as you come across different things you know then you start to tweak the document all your documents should be live documents yeah, you know definitely. they shouldn't they shouldn't be like written in stone end of no mm. they should be live documents that if you need to make changes you make changes but you do it in mm. a controlled way to make sure yeah. you know that everybody understands what those changes are yeah so the longer you leave your systems, the worse mm. it's going to become because then it becomes like a ball of string. You've got to untangle it all to yeah. be able to put your system in, which yeah. then is going to cost you a lot more time, effort, and money. Mm. Whereas if you do it at the start, you can start to, to sort it out as you go in along. Yeah. So it's, it's not so much of a chore. It becomes a lot easier to do. I guess you also have to factor in the, the the where the expertise lie to do some of these things because for yeah. businesses for example uh if uh, there's just a few of them they don't know much about putting together the systems and all of that so it's getting the understanding that you probably need that external help somewhere yeah. someone outside the business to actually come and sort you out but uh, whilst you're thinking of that especially for small businesses when they're thinking of uh you know finances and all of that they probably will be thinking it'd be quite costly or very expensive to go out there get someone to sort or sort all this out or it's a big uh, um thing to actually sort out because it's it's right to be a size of one could be expensive i mean how, what, what would you say to that for well this? what i'd say to that is really if you leave it longer it will be more expensive because it means that somebody's got untangled the mess that you've created to yeah. be able to sort out those systems whereas yeah. if you've got it at the start of it then yeah. it becomes easier because uh, and less expensive because then you know you're, you're picking up straight away what needs to be done and then you can run with it and start to use it as you're going along so yeah. it becomes cheaper at the start rather than further along in your business mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's one of the things you know it, it's like it, it take I know that you're into, into property. So let's have a look at that for a second. Mm. You hear a lot on the trainings. Oh, get your systems, get your systems. But mm. they don't tell you what those systems are. Yes. Yeah. And you're sort of like, okay, so what is that? You know, mm. what do I put in? How do I put it in? That's the bit that they don't explain. And on a few occasions, I've called some out and I've said, you know, okay, so what is the system? And they can't explain it. And to me, if you can't understand and explain your process, then you don't understand it. Yeah. You know, you should be able to understand your process. Mm. You know, so again, it, it's it's having that bit of education mm. and understanding where you can put the systems and how to put it in. Mm. And yeah, obviously, if it's not available, to, you know, to people, then 
it's basically you're coming to people like me then that would come in and help you help yeah. you understand help you move forward mm. and then then from there you can start to do it on your your own yeah <clears throat> but i guess for 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 people like you it's coming in and asking the right questions because a lot of the time people are going about doing their business but if you, if you ask them like like you, you said you know what is it that you're doing the, the process they can they can articulate i do a b c d or whatever but in a probably just a random fashion not in, in any yeah. particular specific way so i guess uh, um i mean from uh, your your point of view it's is is there something that would be like a, a standard document no matter what business someone is doing is it could be like you know how are you conducting yourselves when those come in where are you putting them what is the procedure to then convert that into anything else along the chain including like paying suppliers and all of that kind of process or if that something has gone wrong who do you call or what happens next is there something that would be like like standard that someone who is starting can just bolt on to begin with and then perfect it because every system will be specific to a business mm -hmm. but I, I guess some businesses uh, can have uh, something that is similar across board yeah so um, yeah it, it's as i was saying before if you do your hierarchy of documents mm -hmm. that is your starting point and obviously each manual and each process each standard operating procedure checklist etc are going to be different because there are bespoke to your business, business yeah. but if you have say for instance i don't know maybe two or three businesses that are all property then mm. once you've got one then you can do it across to the others because they're going to be very similar yeah yeah but if you've got say a property business and a manufacturing business then that's going to be totally different because yeah. you've got different processes and things. The, the basics is the same. You're still going to need a hierarchy of documents yeah. to help you proceed, but the content is going to be completely different because they're totally different businesses. So, mm. you know, they're not going to transfer across as easily, mm. you know, so there is no sort of like one key fits all, you know, it's understanding where, you have your documentation and then applying that to the mm. particular business that you're in. Yeah. Um, some of the tools that you can use, uh, like you mentioned about if, if there's a, a problem or defect, then some of the tools that will read across any business, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. So root cause analysis you know, is something I train people on, but one of the simplest tools to use for that one, for instance, is what we call five whys. Mm -hmm. and it's uh, the theory behind it is that by the time you've asked why five times, you should get to the root cause. Reality, mm -hmm. it could be in one why, it could be 20 whys, depending mm -hmm. on what the problem is. But kids are absolutely brilliant at this. They're the experts. How many times, for instance, have you got a kid that says, oh, dad, can I have such and such? And you go, no. And they go, why? Because <laughs> why? Because what till you get to the point where you can't answer anymore. You're stuck. There's you run out of yeah, you've run out of excuses. They've got you. <laughs> yes, I see. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's uh, that's a really good one. That's a really good. Um, and uh, I mean, now, how do you see what what is the role of uh, technology now in, in in systems? I guess it's pretty much everything. Yeah. What's your take on technology? Yeah, technology is obviously is there to help you. Um, but like I say, you, you're not going to get away totally from um, the traditional, you know, documentation. Mm. Uh, because, yeah, you can put it all online until your mm. system crashes. Then what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can need a backup. <laughs> yeah, backup, yeah. Yeah. So uh, even, you know, when I've been in industry, and like I say, aerospace is mainly my background. So, you know, as I say to people at 30,000 feet, you can't call the AA out. So all mm. your systems and everything have got to be good and they've got to be available. Yeah. And when I have auditors come in, whether they're from a customer audit or whether they're from a certification audit, when they come in mm. to see me and to have a look around and uh, ask the questions and everything, 
mm-hmm. I do it all electronically, you know, and show them on the screen. You know, this is our documentation. But I also have a a hard copy backup. Because yeah. if anything goes down or they want to have a look at it, then I've got it there, you know, and they can just read it. So it'll help them. So yeah, technology is is great. You know, don't get me wrong. And again, you can back things up to the cloud. As long as you've got access, you can mm-hmm. you can you can get it. Yeah. You know. Um, also, you you get some parts where you need to keep documentation for X amount of years, and mm-hmm. you get people sort of like saying, "Oh yeah, we've got to ha- store this somewhere." Well, no, you can scan it and put it on a system. But as so long as you, again you have got backup, so if you've got it backed up on the cloud back to you know it's on your computer as a scan you've got it backed up on cloud you may have it on a on a you know um a memory stick or something like that as long as you've got backup that you can retrieve that document then yeah. that's fine yeah yeah <clears throat> otherwise you, you, your business stops mm. i guess uh of course considerations come into place and because especially when it comes to storage of paper, if you're yeah. keeping and holding a lot of paper, that's why people are going online or I or mm. to, to back things up and they can get rid of the paper documents because that's right, yeah. Is, is quite a quite a key thing. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All right. Um so looking at um you you are an author as well, uh, John. You've got yes. Book, um, uh, right first time property investing, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes, um, so just uh, give us a, a, a bit more um detail around, around okay, that. yeah. Um, again, when it came back, uh, I'd been on a, a few of the trainings and people had said, you know, yeah, use systems, hmm. and this is where I picked up, well, you're not telling us what those systems are hmm. and how to, how to apply it to property, yeah. So, this is where. I decided to use my skills mm. to start to write down some of the tools and techniques that can be used in property. Yeah, yeah, basically to to help people, and uh, I, it was mainly from a bit of my own amusement. I thought I'd turn it into a story mm-hmm. because when you tell it as a story, people tend to read it, understand it, and implement it a lot easier because yeah. it becomes memorable as a story. Yeah. I can put it as technical, but you know, some people get switched off by that because, mm-hmm. um, you know, unless you you've you're a person that deals with um, uh, analysis and things like that, then you probably it'll bore you. Yeah, yeah. So what I did is I wrote it as a as a novel. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a double challenge. Because obviously it's making sure that you've got the right techniques and things and tools and tips to, to help you, mm-hmm. but also write a story to make it interesting. <laughs> so it's a double challenge on that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I'd written it, or, or when I first started playing around with it, so I'd written probably about halfway through, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody that I know, sort of like who's a, 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 a millionaire property investor. Mm-hmm. He rang me up one day, you know, and talking about books because he knows that I read a lot. You know, I'm a voracious reader. Mm. So he was sort of like asking questions, you know, on a particular book that he was thinking of and getting my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the conversation ran and then got around to, to me writing this book. And he says, oh, could you send over what you've written so far? I went, yeah, of course. So sent it over to him and – um a couple of days later, he rang me back and he said, when can you get this finished? This is gold. <laughs> so I ended up, uh, I think it took me about three months to, to write it from start to finish. Yeah. And um, uh, then I sort of like tried to send it off to some publishers and they were sort of like, oh, don't know where to, where to stick it. it. Do we put it in as a novel? Do we put it in as a business book? And it threw them completely. Yeah, yeah, publishers that I, I, I'd approached and they didn't know how to handle it or mm. what to do with it. So it was like, oh, yeah, we'll reject this for the moment. Yeah. And then I happened to be uh, an event and I was talking to um, a person there called Michelle Watson. Mm. I didn't know who she was or what she did. And again, we were talking about books and everything because she was saying, you know, that she read a lot. And of yeah. course, the conversation got round then to, 
you know, to me writing this book. And she says, oh, have you got the manuscript? I went, yeah. She says, can you email it over to me? I went, yeah, of course I can. So I did that. And uh, the next day on the same event, she came out to me and says, right, we need to get this published. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, I've tried that, you know, but not being able to. And I explained and she says, no, we will get this published. She says, mm -hmm. I'm also a publisher. Oh, so, really? <laughs> yeah. so that's how it's ended up getting published yeah wow but um yeah it's uh like i say it it's a, a story that so it takes you on a journey mm. of uh, the story starts off with the uh a, basically a, um, a property investor yeah and it's a chance meeting then with uh somebody that he knew from college mm. who was knew all the quality tools and techniques and continuous improvement etc mm -hmm. and he sort of like convinced him you know that to help him with his business so it starts to take you up through the ups and downs of that journey because mm -hmm. you know nothing's perfect and there are downs and you know he's got doubts of whether he's done the right thing and yeah. you know uh, part of the story is like you know he doesn't like spending money so it's uh, you know is this well worth it doing and then yeah sort of like where you see because a journey really starts you know high and then you drop off and then it goes back up again and that that's normal for any journey sort of thing mm -hmm. uh, and this is what it sort of like takes them through but along the way they're learning different tools techniques how to put a manual together you know uh, how to do some root cause analysis yeah. um th there's uh, questionnaires that you can put to letting agents these type of things are all in there so the, yeah. the, the book is full of you know tools techniques there's diagrams you know there's the spaghetti diagrams in there there's all sorts of things like that so mm. it it helps you then be able to get a start with with property with and property. start to put in the systems <clears throat> okay wow that's uh, very very useful I'll definitely be uh, <laughs> a i saw your article with michelle uh, a few days ago uh, yeah so yeah no, that's uh, that's that's really good now um yeah so that's uh, that's been uh, quite uh, quite useful uh, overview uh, around systems john so i mean to sort of uh, finish off what, what what would be your sort of advice to businesses or someone who was looking to systemize their business either they are at the start of their business journey or they've left it too late and everything is a bit of a mess uh, and it needs to be sorted advice i'd say that no matter where you are on that business journey if you mm. haven't got systems you need to start putting them in now yeah uh, because the longer and longer that you leave it the worse and worse it's going to get yeah. you know okay so you may have uh, you know got part of the way down that journey already it doesn't mm. stop you from taking a, a step back and start to have an overview because mm. at the end of the day it systems will allow you to work on your business not in your business which is important yeah. because then as the owner of the business uh, and founder sometimes you know then you want to be able to see okay this is where i need to go this is where i need to take my team you know to, to move on and go forward mm. but if you're bogged down with trying to run everything and you know being overwhelmed with um all the things that you need to do to carry out, then you're not going to have that time to reflect and look at where your business is going. Yeah. So I would say, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're new and just starting out, it's great because then you can start to put in and the, the systems as you're going along. So as you start to learn and start to put in your processes, you start to build in your systems at the same time. Mm -hmm. But if you also, if you've gone further down that journey, it doesn't matter, you know, stop for a second. Let's have a look at your systems, get those in place. You know, yeah. if, if you think about it, you know, if, if we have a look at the, the, the poster boy, if you like, for, for systems is McDonald's. Yeah. If they can get, you know, kids of 16, 17 sort of thing, you know, teenagers to produce things exactly the same each and every time. Yeah. Then you as a business owner that's got more experience and everything else should be able to do a lot more than that. Yeah. You know, and that should take you up to a, a, another level and help you grow your business. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's uh, very good. Very useful to do. Is there anything else that I, I haven't covered that you're prepared to share with us today? Um, 
can't think of anything at the moment because obviously we've covered quite a bit of stuff you know okay fleetingly but you know um yeah no that's uh, that, that that's been quite helpful actually and uh uh, probably for those people who would be listening to this or, or, or following up their podcast afterwards, uh-huh. um, just to give us a bit more detail of uh, specifically your organization and you, what you do and how you help people and how uh, people can actually find you or contact you if they need any help around systems as well. You know, systems is quite a quite a an important topic, you know, especially for people, yes. yeah, get, getting things right. Because essentially for me, the way I look at it is you should be able to have your business in a way that it's running, whether you're there or not, for example. Yeah, you know? or that's if, exactly uh, what it is. Yeah, you know, you shouldn't have a, a person who is uh, um, not replaceable, for example, you know. If uh, someone is doing a task and they go, the, the, the business shouldn't, you know, fall yeah. down because of that. So if you yeah. can uh, have uh, systems in place that will enable you to, to, to do that, then you That's know, right. it's, uh, it's great. It's, it's like when I audit, a, a, you know, do an internal audit or if I do a customer audit, mm-hmm. then I'll go on there and if I see an area where I'm thinking, hang on a minute, there's only one person here who knows how to do this job mm-hmm. and, you know, nobody else knows and nobody else understands it, yeah. then I, I'll flag that up uh, as a risk, yeah. as a risk to the business, so something needs to be done about it. Yeah. So yeah. again, we'll put in the procedures behind it, so mm. that person walks away or goes on holiday or gets sick or whatever. Mm. Somebody else can run with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's it's identifying these sort of risks within yeah. the business. Mm. <laughs> okay. And do do you actually get the organisations to write the procedures themselves, or do you actually yeah, write I, them? When I'm working with. Um, a business to start with, mm-hmm. I'll do the, all the all the writing because ah, okay. that will be quicker for them. Yes, you know. Yeah. So, if, say for instance, we had a discussion and we say, okay, this is your business, this is how it works. Mm. So, I've got an understanding of it. Mm. I'll go away and I'll write you your business manual, mm. which is your top level. Ah, I'll, okay. I'll help you with your your policies as well. Mm. I'll do you probably two or three um, procedures, mm. so you've got. Uh, a template and you all can see how that works yeah. and then you will start to write your own because obviously I don't know what your process is. Yes, yeah, yeah. But because you've got example how it's written mm-hmm. and then if you pass that to me, I'll go through it and read it, you know, go through it and maybe some observations and say, yeah, about tweaking this area mm-hmm. or have you considered. So it gets you more involved with it then. Mm-hmm. So eventually you get to the point where you're starting to, to do it yourself because you're you understand your processes, yeah, yeah, uh, and that's what makes it, you know, uh, much more affordable as well. Yeah, okay. Uh, but part of my time is like, although we'll set a set time, you know, we'll say, okay, this is what I'm, we're, you know, we're agreed in, you know, the business manual, this procedure, that procedure, this template, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. At the end of that, even when when we're finished, and I still offer or. You still get as part of me six months of my time after that ah, because okay. yeah. it, it's hand holding. Yeah. So whenever you need, you know, you, you're stuck or you think, oh, how do I do this or what do you think? I'm still there to help mentor and hand hold and help you through it. Yeah. So I'm not just going to simply go, yeah, there you go. That's... See you later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't do that. Yeah. Okay. So you know, you... And, and part of the way I work is also is like. I'll ask for 50% up front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a commitment from you and that's a commitment from me because if I want the other 50%, I've got to work. You have to work, yeah. <laughs> so it becomes a win-win situation. Yes, so it yeah, means that it, it's incentive for me to get the job done mm-hmm. and also it helps you because you know that, you know, for me to get paid, I'm going to have to deliver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see, I see. So, yeah, that's that makes, the way I work. So yeah. then, you know, I don't ask for it all up front and then you're going to sit around for six months waiting. Mm. You know, no. I don't yeah. do that. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> and and is is there such thing as a like a, a guide or indicative when when business are looking at how much this is gonna cost them? For example, obviously it, it depends. Mm. Really, obviously on on the type of business yeah. and mm-hmm. how much help they actually need. Mm. Um, but my fees range from mm. between three and four thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and that's sort of like it, it covers quite a bit of stuff actually. Quite a bit, yeah, because yeah, that, that's your yeah, 
the overall document, the procedures and everything around that. Yeah. Does that include the check yeah. checklist as well, if they need all of that? Or is that, do they create is that, sorry? Uh, che che it? checklists as well? Or is that something they Oh, yeah, yeah. They you know, if, if you need a checklist and then we'll put one together, then yeah, mm. that's all inclusive of that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and there's another little document I like to give people and it's called the cost of poor quality, mm -hmm. where uh, if you measure what your time is mm -hmm. so and how much of that is actually cost you yeah so it costs it looks at how much you've spent and or how much that say for instance um yeah i did one for for a, a client that uh, their overhead cost was 25 pound an hour mm -hmm. and so 10 minutes spent on a document mm. you know it, it's cost them x amount yeah you know from that 25 pound mm -hmm. and then how much time is spent is 10 minutes and what it does is starts adding all these up yeah so every time you do something like that you put it in there in the spreadsheet mm -hmm. and it starts to add everything up yeah and you can see then for instance each month how much is actually wasted in your business how much is actually cost you in time and money oh, and there's also within the next tab sort of thing you can put a chart together it puts a little chart together so you can then see which is your biggest problems. Mm. And then from that biggest problem, you can start to work on it. You've got an action plan below that that says, right, you need to do something about this, this main problem that you've got. Mm. So again, it's a way of, of helping you through the culture of like continually improving and seeing where you can take that, you know, how you can stop money bleeding out of your, yeah. your business. In the business, mm. yeah. Wow, okay. And you, you would cover all the processes so I'm, I'm trying to take a, an, an example of a, um, a specific business for example you know could be property related so say someone sources properties does a refurb on those properties and then uh, lets them out yeah so within yeah. that obviously you've got the systems of um, having to source the the properties uh, the communication with the um uh estate agents or sources but yeah. on, the, on the back of that maybe when you get the deal you're looking for an investor to invest in that deal uh and wow. then following on to that uh you've got the builders to actually do the work project manage finish it up and all the documentation you need around that to make sure the completion yeah. is done and then now uh, you pass it on to the letting agencies to actually do the letting and all of that, right. but obviously within the letting side as well, there's a whole other process of what do they do when they take it on, the checklist of uh, yeah. getting tenants. If you have a look in, in my book, for instance, there's um, a questionnaire on for a lettings agent to mm. be able to view to sort of like assess how good they really are. Mm. Okay. Because it gives them a whole load of questions yeah. that if they answer it, yeah. if they don't answer it, they don't want to know, yeah. then obviously they don't want your business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so you can walk away from them so it filters them out yeah but yeah. if they start to answer the questions you've got an idea how good that lettings agent really is yeah okay you know yeah. and that gives you an indication of whether you want to work with them or not yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. now with um builders for instance yeah. I, I work with a developer and i put together a um what we call a supplier manual mm -hmm. so she would give that to her supplier, mm -hmm. whether it's a builder, whether it's a plumber, whatever, if it's, they become part of their, her supplier list then. Yeah. So approved supplier. <clears throat> so everyone will get a copy of this manual. Yeah. And the manual then tells them what's expected of them. Mm -hmm. If there's any uh, defects, what, how much is going to cost them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because mm -hmm. you can apply, you know, if it's going to cost you money, then... Yeah. They can, they can also get penalised. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can say, to them, you know, this is going to cost you. Mm. You know, you can make it also that, um, for instance, you can say to them, okay, if you finish this build early, so either on time, early, and below budget, there's mm -hmm. a bonus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, if it's late and over budget, yeah. then there's a penalty, which you're going to pay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it works both ways that way. Yeah, 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 I see. By putting it all in a manual, mm. then it's 
you know, and put your your manual number. Yeah. Because they've already got it, you know, so your documentation number. Yeah. So if they turn around and say, oh, we didn't know nothing about it, you say, yeah, it's on the purchase it's order. It's on the purchase order. Yeah. It's up to your, you to read it. That manual's been issued to you. Yeah. If you hadn't bothered to read it and it's on every single purchase order, that's your problem, not mine. Yeah. So yeah. You, you've got them then, you know. For, but it, the whole idea really is to sort of like build up a relationship with each of your suppliers. Yeah. So... You, you start to help each of them become win-win. Win-win, now, yeah. Because if you get them to work, you put in like systems and continuous improvement into their business, which mm. is helping them, mm. then you'll get it back as a return because it means that you're going to get your jobs done quicker mm-hmm. and much more efficient. Yeah. You know, because it's in their interest to do that for you. Yeah. Because yeah. it means that they're going to get paid more, mm. going to get paid quicker. Yeah. You're going to get... You know, your property let out quicker. Yeah. You know, so it's a win-win situation it's for win-win, them. Yeah. So that's what you're aiming for is to is to work with each other on these things. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. And and again, obviously each business is is different, but typically, how 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 long will it take to turn this around on a typical business, from where I start to making getting them with a decent okay. pack of uh, a letting agent I work with. <laughs> Um, gone from not having anything mm. uh, on my first visit with them is just like okay you know this is what we need to do this is I, I showed them some of the, the tools and techniques we can use and how to start to build it up and mm. the manual and things you know and what's required mm. and um, they went from that to having starting to work on their own procedures and uh, putting continuous improvement into their business because the goal is to by the end of this year they're going to have uh, open up another agency mm. and then start to open bigger grow it yeah. and um, it took a month yeah. and they were up and running all right okay yeah I you know see. from having obviously they're operating mm. and they've been operating for what two three years yeah all right, okay. uh, but uh, as I said, to me, it's it's haphazard because you know you don't know what they're doing. They just went, well, no, no, yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> let's yeah. sort this out. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually took the team through tr- uh, through some training as well. Yeah. And okay. um, what I did is I put a presentation uh, together, and I went through with the owner first and said, you know, this is why how I see you you because. Obviously, they told me how they wanted to grow the business and everything else. Mm-hmm. So I put a presentation together for her team that said, you know, we are putting in systems and continuous improvement and we're taking out waste, you know, so we're applying some of the lean uh, techniques and things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the reason why and this is where we want to go. Mm. So I took her through the presentation first and make sure she was ha- you know, they were happy with it. Yeah. And then uh, we brought the team in. And I, I did the presentation with them, mm. and uh, they were quite enthused by the end of it, you know. Yeah. And uh, they've gone ahead, and they, you know, they they they've really run with it, you know, which is brilliant. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, they've taken everything on board, and they're they're running with they're it, running you know. So they're on target at, by the end of the year, you know. Mm. Once this lockout is finished and everything else, to to have a, another branch open. Another branch, yeah. That that's that's really good. But I guess. Uh, so now with with the with the lockdown, I guess because some of this involves you going on site, isn't it? Speaking to people. Some of looking. it is, but yeah. if I've got an understanding of of your business, mm. um, say for instance, we, we have this chat right now, yeah, and uh, we can talk about your business, understand where it is, and everything else. Mm. Then I can create the documentation. Okay. You know. Yeah. Uh, so that side of it we can do more or less straight away yeah now if we need some training involved then possibly we can set up yeah. you know um either i can send you you know some powerpoints or i can create mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little video or something like that so yeah this is how you do this this and this and then you can run the training with your team with the team so yeah. we, we can get around it that's not a problem yeah okay all right no, that's uh 
That's good. And do, do you have, is it just you or do you have uh, people work, working for you and with you? At, the, at, at the moment, uh, there's partner Georgina. Yeah. Uh, she looks after the, the admin side of the things. Admin, yeah. Uh, okay. And so it's just me. Mm. What I, I hope to do is grow the business so I can take on some more consultants to help more businesses. To have more businesses, and yeah. Mm. I'm hope, hoping for if in the future to sort of like create some sort of scholarship or something like that to try and help people that are, you know, a bit more deprived and help bring them up, yeah. um, you know, and teach them some of the, or tr get them trained or get them, you know, educated mm -hmm. and then sort of like teach them some of the entrepreneurial skills. Yeah. But yeah. obviously that's a bit more in the future. In the future, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there's that. And the other thing we're looking at is, is uh, possibly, uh, you know, getting a portfolio together of property so mm -hmm. it gives us another income stream then yeah 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 because you, you, you've got a, a few already now yeah that you yeah <laughs> you're doing so uh, multiple sources of income so that that's yeah. good that's good okay now that's uh, that's been quite uh, quite useful uh john i know uh quite a, a number of people who will be interested in in, in the services because uh, i guess uh, you know the the key is once once you have those systems in place then when it comes to scaling you know it, 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 yeah if there are systems that will take you forward then you yeah. don't have to worry about that as you move forward and uh, because no. the, yeah, no. yeah. And, and again if you think about it it's like a cut and paste mm. so if you decide to say okay start another business mm. then you've got the basics there yeah and it's just a matter of, of changing it to suit the business to suit the you, business you yeah start it mm. and your systems are there so yeah. you, you can operate again you know and keep mm. going so you wouldn't need anyone like me to, to come and help you because you can do it yourself you by can then. do it yourself yeah so it's it's just like that initial investment to understand the businesses have yeah. the documents because i imagine most of these documents you, you provide um um as soft copies as well so people oh yeah have, yeah no they're totally yeah. you know if i'm using what i'll do is I, I none of them will be pdf or anything else like that they'll yeah. be word documents word document. the excel documents yeah. so you can change them and change you know them. adjust yeah. them to, to suit yourself yeah it's like i said they're live documents so live. you should be able to change things yeah as 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 you need okay yeah at the end of the day you own those documents yeah i've only written them yeah. You are the owner. The owner, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Now that's uh, that's been now uh, very useful, John. So thank you very much again for that, and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll touch base again soon and uh, no get to uh, um, probably get to you know some people get to work with you on some of these uh, projects as well. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks, John. Uh, enjoy the yeah. rest of the day. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Too. Thanks Thank again. you for your time and uh, for allowing me to do this, Alex. All right. No worries. <laughs> thanks, John. Cheers. Uh, Cheers. Bye.